Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I am Dr. Damian Gibson and joining me is the man who has been walking in the valley of dark kayfabe but has thrown off his black gear to don the yellow and red kayfabe gear. It's it's kayfabe, man. Hello. I'm, uh, I feel like I've been uh, pulled <laughs> under the ropes by the giant. That's... It doesn't mean anything. It's just a reference to the show we're talking about. <laughs> uh, if we were, um, if we were lesser men, there would be a whole bunch of innuendo from that sentence, Matt. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into it, even though I really, really <laughs> want to. <laughs> oh, matron. <laughs> um. <laughs> what do you reckon the crossover, the Venn diagram, is of? carry on fans and wcw fans probably pretty high i would say i'd say like the the sort of 1960s and 70s british comedy probably really does appeal to uh fans of 90s wrestling (laughs) true although to be fair given like how like dick focused uh 90s wrestling is maybe it actually is quite a significant crossover yeah, it probably is now. You're making a really good case. <laughs> like, Degeneration X are essentially on the buses. That's true. Imagine on the buses with Hunter and Sean. Um, imagine being less subtle than on the buses and carry on. Yeah, that's true. You just got to see the booking of NXT at the moment. It's, it's still going on, you know. Poor old Ch- Chancy Blackheart, man. <sighs> Seriously, please give that woman a proper gimmick. For fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about them. We're not here to talk about the Empire or the Death Star. We're here to talk about a time where WCW were flourishing-ish. Uh, this is a episode of uh, WCW Monday Night Nitro live on TNT. And uh, this aired on the 27th of the 11th, 1995, the day after what was one of the most confusing wrestling experiences I've ever had in watching World War Three. Uh, if you want to catch up on that, it's a very short episode because 
there was very little for Matt and I to actually talk about on it. Uh, it's in your feed. It's the episode before uh, this one. Go on, and and if you don't, which is fair enough, I think I summarised it by saying that World War 3 1995 was the worst of the world wars. <laughs> which still holds up. Still holds up. Um, we get a recap about World War 3. And, and look, if you don't want to go and watch it, completely understandable even if you don't want to listen to our 20 minute episode about it also completely understandable essentially what has happened is there was a 60 man battle royal where no one knew what was going on until the last two minutes where the giant pulled hulk hogan under the bottom ring uh the referee didn't see that it left macho man in the ring uh as the winner he gets announced as the winner he is now your new wcw heavyweight champion but hulk hogan is having a prolonged tanty about the fact that he was pulled under the ring and even though he's meant to be the all-american hero he is whinging like the biggest whinger that ever whinged in the history of whinging uh he was on the pay-per-view last night and it continues throughout this episode this evening but we have a couple of things to get through before we get to that Matthew. yes this is probably actually the most physically hulk hogan centric episode of nitro up to this point usually they just talk a lot about him and he appears for two minutes says confusing shit mm-hmm. and then is is done then they go back to talking <laughs> about him he's all over this yeah, he is. First of all, we need to check in with the boys on commentary. Uh, Pepe is dressed up as a cowboy again. This is starting to get boring, Mongo. Uh, I think this is the third time in four weeks where we've had Pepe in a little cowboy hat uh, and some sort of vest. Um, you know, I mean, it's cute and all, but seriously, where's where's Super Pepe? Uh, where's, like, uh, you know... Ziggy Stardust Pepe. I want to, like, you know, Heath Ledger Joker Pepe. Can we get, like, some more... <laughs> Can we get some more... Sorry, I made myself laugh, then. Can we get some more <laughs> variation in the Pepe thing? I like that you want Pepe to dress up like an incel from the future in 1995. But uh, my, my, my concern, I just, like, every time I see the dog and this giant man... I just, like, I can't help but think this is his real dog and, like, he must have come for the giant inter- for the for the interview to get on the wrestling and he's like, hi, I'm Mongo McMichael. I'm a um, former NFL footballer. This is my little dog, Pepe. Uh, if you just hold on one sec, she's just going to sit in <laughs> on this meeting. Uh, and, like, then they were like, yeah. you know what, we'll take you, Mongo, but we want your little dog, Pepe, as well. Oh, well, that's perfect. Because I was going to say, I mean, I've got plenty of ideas on how to incorporate him into the show. It's just truly ridiculous. Um, I also want to point out that uh, Bobby Heenan is wearing this. I think I may have had the same shirt. It's like a, it was a like not. It's the most 1995 dress shirt I've ever seen in my life. It's like brown with other auton- autumnal sort of shades of like oranges and yellows and stuff on it with triangles and if you watch the episode check it out and tell me that like either yourself or your dad didn't wasn't made to wear this shirt by your mum to a family function of some sort um i'm almost sure that bobby is getting dressed by other people there's no way that bobby's wearing this stuff on on his own accord um i thought that um so we, we didn't really talk about this uh, on uh, the pay-per-view episode, but there's been a continuing feud between my favorite wrestler of all time, Johnny B. Bad, and uh, some guy called DDP, who 
seems like a bit of a low life. I don't think he'll do much. Um, and uh, this <laughs> very... Thankfully, we don't really get this anymore. Um, but it 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 is the, the very soapy storyline of uh, Kimberly, who is DDP's girlfriend, uh, who's called the Diamond Doll, has has started going out with Johnny B. Bad, or at least managing Johnny B. Bad, because Johnny B. Bad beat Diamond Dallas Page last night. Is that what's going on, Matt? John Bad won. John Bad. DDP's wife in a match. Yeah, basically. Um, this is actual human slavery committed on a very small, specific scale, but still human slavery. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the bad in John Bad's name is right <laughs> He's there. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He says it. <laughs> Don't know why we didn't pick it up yeah. before. The Jeffrey Epstein of the 90s wrestling world. <laughs> I think that's being slightly harsh uh, But um, I'm sure there were plenty of people That would have been happy to see the Johnny B. Bad uh, gimmick Go the same way as uh, Mr. Epstein uh, <laughs> DDP, I noticed that DDP Is this the beginning of the DDP That we'll all fall in love with In like a year, year and a half's time He, he comes out, he's sort of lost half of the gimmicks Which still means he's got a thousand, yeah. <laughs> but he's not wearing the rings. He doesn't have the cigar. He doesn't have his big heavy with him. Um, he kind of he looks a bit more like the working class man that we'll get in sort of eight ten months time. Yeah, well, I guess he's. Yeah, I guess this is. Yeah, I guess this is. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing of interest from from this match is, um, it's like oh, this looks like DDP. Like this looks like the. WCW DDP that we all—it's not—it's not, it, it's all not like. quite torn blue jeans DDP, but we're we're getting not there. Yet. We're getting there, thank God, because um, <laughs> uh, I don't. Where, how how do you even book this story from here? Um, I am going to take a punt on the fact that so John John Johnny B Bad has the uh, the title. Uh, Kimberly's going to continue with him for another month or so, then um, hit him in the balls from behind. Next time he faces DDP for the title, DDP uh, wins the title. And uh, that's that's it. Kimberly, it's been for some reason she's been uh, living in, in sin with John Bad for the last month in order to trick him out of his title. Uh <laughs> I know. I'm sure that's what it'll be. Talk about an undercover operation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey? I thought we were better than that. I'm on fire today. Hey, uh, guess what time it is? It's time for Jim Hart and uh, fucking Taskmaster to come out and uh, talk to Mean Gene. Uh, this is literally like the sixth Nitro in a row where this has happened. The, t- the Taskmaster's voice is getting increasingly departed. Like, he is actually just becoming a guy in a bar in The Departed that, like, Matt Damon punches. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I legitimately don't pay any attention. Um, I'm sure they were probably talking about The Giant or something. Uh, essentially, they were saying that uh, the Taskmaster was yelling at Jimmy Hart that he should have reined in his man Lex Luger. Uh 
they cut they start rambling at each other and, and mean gene actually cuts them off and i've never been more happy in my life for for gene to to get involved in this yes. and move on um we had some uh japanese wrestling uh we had uh cutie suzuki and ozaki um, or oh, i shouldn't even bother trying to do this uh and nakano versus uh hukuru um they they had a match uh the night before at world war three which was probably the only sort of decent wrestling that happened on the whole show not to get all dave Meltzer. <laughs> there may have been decent wrestling during the uh three ring battle 60 man battle royale we just couldn't tell you literally could not see it there, <laughs> there was no way of seeing it at all um i what did you think? What do you think of this New Japan stuff? I think it's really cool. I think, like, I know it's not going to go anywhere, which is, like, slightly upsetting. But, like, Bull Nakano mm. is sick and it's cool to watch her wrestle. And it's awesome. Like, it's just, it's such a different thing. It's something that I hope that AEW does at some point. Yeah. Look, I think with Kenny, once things open up and uh, Kenny Omega on board, it's very 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 strong possibility that we'll we'll have a women's division stacked with japanese talent um but uh, yeah unfortunately we don't have that at the moment um the the i mean it, it's strong style wrestling from these ladies like they are really hurting <laughs> like they're really going yeah. after each other no this there is a lot of jumping stomps and piffing people onto the ground like it's bull nakano looks like a monster it's amazing that um you know she just wasn't a huge star and i guess it's potentially a little bit of xenophobia potentially a little bit of you know she was contracted to a different Mm. company and potentially a little bit of people in the 90s particularly uh uh expectations of of the way women should look in the 90s were probably worse than they are today and certainly more physically impossible Hmm. like this is the era of pamela anderson and you know others nicole eggett oh god i don't even know who that is she but she was also on baywatch david hasselhoff for men yasmin (laughs) belief I mean, I may have watched a little bit of Baywatch. <laughs> well, it, it, just in research for WCW, it's the WCW was on Baywatch. Uh, oh, today, yeah, no, <laughs> I've I've watched four episodes of Baywatch today. <laughs> Look, when you're a 15 year old boy and the internet doesn't exist yet, Baywatch was the best. It, it was your best avenue to to try and see some pretty girls in very little clothes. And there we go, tips tips for the casual masturbator of the nineties. Yeah, there wasn't anything casual about it at all, Matthew. <laughs> it was a full time profession. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, and we just we've lost uh, everyone. Let's <laughs> no no no. Look, I think everyone can everyone can identify <laughs> anyone who was a teenager in the nineties. Could be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Let's let's move on. I'm glad this isn't a visual medium because I am purple with embarrassment. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Hugh Morris that we see. We, we kind of... Uh, he was involved in World War Three mm. yesterday, but uh, they, they kind of mentioned him. Like, they sort of pointed him out a little bit. It was like, oh, Hugh Morris has joined the Dungeon of Doom. Again, 
Don't know when this happened. Don't know why. We we have no context as to when this happened as far as Nitro is concerned, right? I don't understand what his evil gimmick is. Because as I said, there's the Yeti, there's the tall man, which is immediately makes you evil. Um, or you, I guess you could say giants are evil. There's the Satanist Taskmaster. There's James Hart with his awful jackets. So he's like a evil fashion, um, <laughs> fashion sort of thing. <laughs> there's um, there's the Zodiac who is confusing um, mm-hmm. on his on his particular gimmick, and mm-hmm. and then there's humorous the man who laughs. <laughs> is is are, are we saying laughter is evil now? Is this is this like a thing where like you're in a Billy Joel song and Billy Joel's like you know, uh, you know we we might be laughing a little bit too loud, but that never hurt no one. And 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 humorous hears this and goes, well, I'm gonna prove Billy Joel wrong because we're from the wrong side of the tracks. Sorry, this is I've fallen down a Billy Joel hole. Oh, a Joel God, hole. No, we've got to get not a Joel hole. I've been stuck in a Joel hole with Matt before, and it's not it's not a nice place to be. I think it's, it's also strong opinions on Joel's lyric writing ability. Once again, this is only the good die young, the song that I have the most problems with. But maybe we'll do if we ever set up a Patreon. Maybe we'll have a Billy Joel. Oh look, it's those it's those bad boys. Look at them laughing. I hate it so much. It's so stupid. Humorous will be a uh, a fairly prominent mid-card guy right up until the end of WCW. So it's kind of interesting to see him um, see his debut and stuff because he, he's, he, he's one of these weird wrestlers of like, I remember him. I, re- I don't have a strong opinion on him. It was always like, oh, yeah, he's fine. I remember him doing quite a bit of sort of hardcore stuff when WCW... We're getting into that. Um, I seem to remember him wrestling the Nasty Boys a lot. Is that... Am I misremembering that? I hope not. Um, just because <laughs> I don't want to see the Nasty Boys. And now Humorous is a uh, is a disgraced former WWE trainer. Oh. Bill DeMott. Have a little bit of a look in... I imagine there's a controversy, controversy section of his uh, Wikipedia page. All right. Well, we'll leave you guys to do your own research. I don't actually know what it is, so I'll be I'll be Wikipediaing. Wikipediaing. I hope that's good. the same. I I'll hope be- that's the same person. <laughs> Otherwise, I've just enormously defamed hum- humorous. Well, that, we can have a corrections and you know, we can have a a corrections segment on the podcast from now on. If you guys, if you nerds want to point out what we've said wrong in the podcast, um, yeah, and he's he's. Wrestling against Hulk Hogan, he essentially, I mean, he, he doesn't do a job here for Hogan, but, I mean, he, he doesn't put up much of a fight. Um, H- Hogan bites Hugh Morris's head, though. Th- that's a legitimate thing that happens in this match. This is babyface Hulk Hogan who bites Hugh Morris on the head only because Hugh Morris is winning. Hugh Morris isn't really doing heelish kind of stuff. I, I know that 80s wrestling is holds a very special place in your heart, but Hulk Hogan never won a match without doing something terrible. He always was doing the worst thing possible. I, I don't I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> it's a weird hill to die on. No, as an adult, you're like, oh, yeah, right, he's not... <laughs> 
Like, because John, I mean, John Cena, who was the same character essentially 20 years later, what mm. wasn't doing any of this shit. He wasn't biting people's heads and raking people's eyes and... It's the it's the hidden demandment. Just <laughs> if the referee's not looking, he just does whatever he wants. Uh, Morris does a backflip off the off the top rope, which is pretty impressive for for a guy of of his size. Um, but uh, Hulk hulks out and gets the win, um, which of course. When you mean his size, you don't mean his height. You mean for a portly gentleman, for a big boy. Yeah, it's a for it a is big a bouncing uh, bubbly boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is an impressive move for a portly gentleman. Yeah, for someone who is the same shape as me, I couldn't do a backflip <laughs> off the. I couldn't do a backflip off a top rope, and he can. That's why I'm saying it's impressive. But you're not publicly disgraced, so you know. Not, not yet. <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, some some of the stuff earlier on in this podcast. Maybe we'll get there quicker than we thought. <laughs> we'll, we see. We keep uh, gaining listeners the way we are. It's only a matter of time before someone <laughs> steps forward. <laughs> <laughs> this man owes me. This man owes me thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this man never paid his rent when he was in his twenties, <laughs> and I'll have to own up to it as well. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, I was not not a very nice person. Anyway, um, <laughs> next up we get well, not just selfish, just selfish. You know, just a selfish, just a selfish prick. Uh, Macho Man gets invent uh, invented. That's not right. Macho Man gets interviewed by Mean Gene. Uh, Macho is about to speak, but he gets interrupted by guess who? That's right, it's Poochie. Mahal Hogan's out here, <laughs> and uh, he. <laughs> He comes out, calls Macho a brother friend. Oh, let me tell you something, brother friend. Uh, which I feel like everyone should call their friends from now on. I think it's it's probably best if that becomes a thing. I think our listeners yeah. can become brother friends. Oh, that's awesome. Even even the girls, even the one woman who listens to this. <laughs> Anyone of any gender. It is a non-specific gender term. Yeah. Brother friend. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. In wrestling speak, it means the same thing. It's like friend it's friend. like someone who can speak Gaelic and English and they've said the Gaelic and, uh, and English word back to back for something, you know? <laughs> the wrestling word for friend is brother and then the English word for friend is friend. That's true. All right, carry on. Let's, let's... <laughs> yeah, Hogan says, let's, uh, let's roll the tape. Uh, so he's still complaining about uh, the sort of uh, schmoz finish at World War Three. Um, basically saying, let us, you know, Macho Man, roll the tape. I know you didn't see it last night. I know you would have definitely not watched it in the in the 24 hours since. So let's watch it here together for the first time, and I'll show you what I'm talking about and why I should get a match with you for the for the title. Uh, and it gets to the pivotal moment in the tape, and it cuts to static. Um, and then things get really WCW from here. The giant comes out and choke slams Macho onto the concrete floor, which legitimately looks like it would have hurt Macho pretty, pretty badly. Uh, Hogan and Sting then have a brawl. Sting comes out uh, and they have a brawl with the giant. Uh, Hogan's hitting the giant with a chair in some of the worst chair shots I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Uh, you know, that includes... Uh, actually, I don't want to name any indie shows and piss people off. It, it just bad. It's bad. Uh, bad. <laughs> and, uh, um, they have a brawl. The chair's happening. Hogan goes to check on Macho. 
<laughs> so Macho Man's still on the ground. They run the giant off. Uh, Sting is is kneeling next to Macho and calling for a doctor. Macho Man, uh, Hulk, sort of kneels down to Macho Man, feigning to uh, care, and then stands back up and starts doing his Hulk poses of like putting his hand to his ear to the crowd. Gets booed a bit and then realizes uh, my character should probably be worrying about my brother friend, uh, Macho Man. <laughs> The thing that really bothered me about this was that Hulk Hogan's out there like trying to show this video and the video gets cut off so it's like someone's mucking around in the back and like not letting Macho Man see that Hulk Hogan deserves a shot at the title. Hulk Hogan debuted in WCW in June of 1994 and from that point we're now in November, at the end of November of 1995, Hulk Hogan has been involved in every single WCW title match from June 1994 to this point. All he has to do is say, I want I want a title shot, and he's got it. Like, very clearly, uh, this makes no kayfabe sense. You heard it. That's the, and it's the definitive, definitive and definitive uh, voice on kayfabe, kayfabe Matt. Uh, we go to the commentary desk and... Uh, Eric, Bobby goes on a bit of a rant. Eric stops him and says, uh, and they point out that Sting pulled Hogan off the giant at one point. Uh, not like that, you filthy animals. Pulled him <laughs> off from uh, hurting him. And so now we've got another confusing storyline in this Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Sting, Dungeon of Doom, Lex Luger, who still isn't officially a member of the Dungeon of Doom, right? He's just like an evil guy. Or confused He's just guy. a bad dude, yeah. Right. A confused guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up we get a oh, well, match that I was pretty excited to see. Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman from the Four Horsemen um, versus Sting and Lex Luger. Well, it was three quarters. Three quarters of the match I was excited to see. Uh, and then Lex came out. Uh, Sting was about to get the Scorpion Deathlock on in this one. Luger throws Brian Pillman off the top rope, who's looking to make the save, but appears to throw Pillman into Sting. Uh, so we're getting even more of this, like, who can you trust uh, kind of storyline. Uh, Ric Flair comes out, and um, I, I, really, I, I wasn't overly happy with what he was wearing, Matt. What, what did you think of Rick's ensemble? I, I want to see Ric Flair in nothing but really, really expensive sh- suits, watches, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. You can see that he's trying to update his wardrobe in a 90s kind of way. This was like a cotton knit, um, you know, uh, well, woolen knit. It was like a woolen knit sort of college boating type jumper with like some chinos. But it's not, that's not, that's not the Ric Flair I want to see. It's not the Ric Flair. This is not the Ric Flair anyone wants to see. No one's like, God, we've got to go back to the glory days of Ric Flair, November 1995. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, he comes out. Uh, he punches the ref square in the face. The match is now a DQ, so uh, I assume that Sting and Luger get the win. It's Nitro in 1995, so who gives a shit who's winning? Um, we'll check the updated... We'll check the updated rankings. Uh. Uh, then all of the horsemen attack Sting uh, and Luger. Rick uh, knocks out the ref, I've already mentioned. Then Hulk Hogan comes out 
Um, and legitimately by this point, this is just kids in a backyard playing, right? Like it's just like uh, Hogan's like, and then I come out and I save you, Sting, because you saved me before. <laughs> My guy comes out and he like... <laughs> it's hard to argue with that point. Uh, he comes out for the save um, and then says, you know, what's the deal to Sting because there was that you know, little comment that Eric made on commentary that obviously Hulk was watching in the back or something uh, to find, <laughs> to hear Eric's theory about how Sting might be a bad guy in disguise. Uh, they shake hands and are now brother friends and um, <laughs> we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> and what an episode. This was better, genuinely better than World War Three. It 100% was. Um, I do want to ask you a question though, Matt. What happened tonight? Did any story happen at all? No. Stories were continued in so much as there was 50 minutes of a television show. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, the, I don't think this is a uh, technical term in the biz, but uh, this was this was a pot of pasta that was put on simmer. You know? <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> like it's, it, the sauce was put down to simmer. We'll come back to that next week and work out mm. where we're at. Um, maybe Macho Man getting injured could be something that comes into play uh, further up to, because supposedly he was legitimately injured at this point, um, which makes no sense as to why they put the belt on him. But um, well, he wasn't at all involved in the title picture, so obviously that's why you'd you'd you know <laughs> make sure that he becomes the champion <laughs> while he's crippled. Yeah, I suppose they wanted to reward Macho for coming across and doing so much for the brand in, in some way, but surely you would have waited until he could actually wrestle to do that. If you wanted to. Yeah. If you like, wanted you're, to. Not thinking, you're not thinking 1995 WCW. You're certainly not thinking any other kind of WCW either because yeah. obviously I'm they too would not. Bischoff enough. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be more Bischoff. Um, yeah, well, that... That's, we can leave that there. Uh, just quickly do the um, closing. Uh, more people listening all the time. More people listening to our AEW podcast, uh, which if you hit subscribe on this podcast, you'll get both. You'll get our AEW podcast and all our WCW stuff, which is a lot. Um, as I said that, like I didn't enjoy it. I do. I love this. I love doing it. Uh, but it is a lot. You get a lot uh, for nothing. Um, so stop whinging. And um, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can go to our website, which is wrestlewolf.com. We're going to be adding more stuff to that. Um, well, as of today, actually. Um, and uh, uh, if you want to, I sort of put this call out uh, previously. If you want to like, if you've got some opinions that you want to write about that's wrestling related, um, you know, send me, send me it uh, at wrestlewolfpod at gmail.com. Um, and I'll have a look through that. Uh, sorry, WrestleWolfPodcast at gmail.com. Sorry, guys. Um, rain review us. It helps with Al Gore's rhythm. And, um, yeah, until next time, Pepe's dead. See you, brother friends. See you, brother friends. <laughs>